play. There we go. I'm really getting that juice. <clears throat> what did you say? I'm bar- barely getting that juice. I know. boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Dude, this song's grown on me. I got a story. Hello. Welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. As Sam declares, I think you said that song is strong. It's grown on me. I like it a lot. It's yeah. per- first of all, it's a perfect uh, opener for this. And it's just good. It's just a good song. You did a good job. Thanks, bro. Before... Um, before we even wait, no, the podcast had been happening, but early this year we, do you want? Yeah. Should I talk about yeah, this? Yeah. We kind of made a pact that we were gonna write. We each gonna do our own like solo album, like Kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the, exactly. The Wet Bandits version yeah. of Kiss doing solo albums, and that you've been. How many have you done? I don't know. It's just like uh, it's more of just in my head right now. Right, I've done none, yeah. zero, and we are in May. So I'm behind. Yeah. You've done at least that one, which is, I like it a lot. It's probably better than any. If I do 12, that was my plan to do like one a month. Mm-hmm. If I do 12, they'll all, there'll be 12 worse songs than two young boys. I genu- I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, tell us how much you like it at Twitter, Wet Bandits Band, yeah. Instagram, Wet Bandits Band. This is the thing we always, we always forget to do housekeeping, but it's important. Because you need to, what is it? Rate, review, subscribe, but only if it's five stars. Don't only. don't rate <clears throat> less than five stars, you jerks. <laughs> that does not help. But why is that important? I don't want to lecture too much, but more people will be able to find this podcast if you rate it and review it. So the better the ratings, um, the more the comments, the more comments there are, the more people will see it. And we want people to see it. Not because we want to be rich and famous. We already are. Already. We're already there. So that that's not part of the equation here. What we're looking for is for people to rediscover these things that we both talk about lovingly and the things we talk about how much they suck. So you can go back and be like, that, they were right. That does suck. So that's the housekeeping. Rate, review, su- subscribe. Don't forget to always hashtag Richard Patrick. Always hashtag human clay, not gourmet. And hashtag get wet. Yeah. I mean, hashtag get wet was our original, but Dude, I'm Richard Patrick. Hashtag Richard Patrick is growing on me. Dude, I was just about to say that. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to older episodes if like, you want to know what that means. What if it starts like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of the Empire State Building. And then I'm ah. take a picture <laughs> yeah. of the Hashtag air. Richard Patrick or like. Yeah. Just everything, bro, regardless of like... Yeah, or just the, like a nice fruit basket where yeah. you tuck your, you know, manhood between your legs and the, hashtag Richard Patrick. <laughs> hashtag human clay, not gourmet. Yeah. Wait, I, I keep forgetting. Wait. <laughs> I just had like a whole bunch of brain things happen and mm-hmm. I vocalized them, but no one knew what was going on. Because we're recording these out of order, I can never remember if 
the hashtag human clay not gourmet uh, will have happened yet. It will have. He, that <laughs> episode will come out before this one. Dude, so. this is like some time traveling, bro. I know. We are really bouncing around a lot. We, we have to get it right so we don't mess up the past. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We can't. <laughs> Speaking of the past, I think we have to start this episode by talking about our last episode, Mike and Sam take a trip. Yeah. Actually, that's not our, again, with the time travel thing. The last episode we recorded was called Mike and Sam take a trip where we went to Louisville and watched Tool. Should we start with how we got there or should we start with the show? Let's start with the show, bro. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask Maybe. you first. Yeah. I don't know. How's the show? Dude. Bad ass, dude. <sighs> it was so good, wasn't it? Yeah. Dude. So I... You know that I saw him at Rock on the Range, but this one was way better. Yeah, tell I, I wasn't at Rock on the Range, so yeah. what was better about it? So I didn't expect a band like Tool with all the, how deep their music goes and mm-hmm. what the arrangements and the technicality of the music. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that they would have like um, some improv sections and like some like kind of like for example that. Sample that they play at the beginning of Stink Fist. Yeah, I wish I, I could bring it up and I know. put it in there right now. But maybe maybe I'll do the first post-production we've done on this season and yeah. throw it in there for you. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it was badass. Yeah, it is a weird like electronic. And there's like a boom, boom, boom. But yeah, the way they worked it in... it. You had to be there, yeah. (laughs) But they threw it in kind of like the end of the song. Everything dropped out, and they just threw that sample in near the end and came back in, and it was it was sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, My roommate went, Marty. Yeah, Marty went, and he said that people around him were getting thrown out for using cell phones. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't see anyone do. No, no. Which, um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, generally, I think it's stupid. To be like holding your cell phone up, trying yeah. to take pictures and shit. First of all, science, I don't remember. I read this somewhere. But you, you will remember a certain event in your life more if you're just paying attention to the event. Yeah. Now, and, and no one gets great pictures or video here mm-hmm. at these concerts. So why, why are they so intent on getting pictures and video? Just like watch the show, man. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't understand. So and, and I understand that I'm different from other people. So other people have their own thing. And if they like to do that, you know, that's their business. But I I am fine. Especially I kind of expected a band like Tool to be like that. Yeah. Part of me figured they wouldn't try to stop people from using their cell phones because they figured, you know, you, that's just a fight you can't mm-hmm. win. But at the same time, like if there is a mysterious band out there right. that still exists, it's Tool, and I figured you, you keep know, it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least put it out there that like you should. This is supposed to be something for you, yeah. not the people who didn't come to this. Right. So I kind of appreciated that they at least tried yeah. to keep people from doing that, and they announced their album release. Mm-hmm. You know, which I don't know mm-hmm. if they did the night before in Birmingham or whatever. I think so. Before. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see news about it on the internet until after mm-hmm. our show, August 30th, by the way. Yeah. We're going to have a special treat, um, which I think we'll describe later. But we sure. talked about it on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, not later in this episode. Later, like, down, episodes down the road. So. But <clears throat> I do have a <clears throat> thought about the phone thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, you go to these shows and people are just holding their phones up. Yep. 
I saw a picture of the Foo Fighters playing at like I think it was like Highland Park in the like yeah. early 2000s and people were literally holding up like disposable cameras. Yeah. You know, I think people are going to do that regardless yeah. now of the age of technology. No, you're right. And the it is the visual is still cool. Yeah. You know, it used to be lighters back uh-huh. in my day before the cell phone and, you know, my parents' day or whatever. And that, you know, it just, the cell phone light makes a cool visual too. It's yeah. actually probably, I think it might be better than lighters because mm-hmm. there's something like, even though everyone has cell phones, there's something a little like space age looking about it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. <laughs> lighters is like the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like ancient, I know it's not fire from flint and stuff, wood or wood and steel but like it's still fire like the most ancient of man's lighting Mm -hmm. (laughs) techniques so it's kind of it's kind of different and neat um but that's where the neatness ends yeah for me so anywho the show was off the chain Mm -hmm. um just like the first time i saw them which was like 13 years ago everything sounds like it's supposed to like you said, though, they added some elements that are a little different. Um, and so it was fun and it was yeah. good. Yeah. I would five stars would watch again and comment and comment something yes. good. Yep. So let's talk about the trip down. Dude. Okay. So my brain's not ready, bro. Well, yeah. In fact, I don't know how much I want to talk about <laughs> it. Like it's. It's only funny. It might be funny to other people. It's not funny that it happened to us. Yeah. Basically what happened was we had decided we were going to record a podcast. We're driving down. We're running late because I forgot my wallet because that's how I run my life. Like (laughs) ADD is a real thing, guys. Adult ADD. Like I just left my wallet at work. I had to drive back to work, come back and get it. We're already kind of pushing it for time. Yeah. So we're leaving Columbus at like 430, which is rush hour. And we're getting into Cincinnati still during rush hour. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we still want to record this podcast. So I think that it was smart of me to not record until we were out of Cincinnati. Because who knows with bad traffic and stuff, you can't pay attention as much. Obviously, that's a little foreshadowing. So if you didn't listen to the episode, that's foreshadowing. (laughs) So we, um, damn it. The 71-75 split, we just missed it. We're recording. We just are not paying attention. We know that we're supposed to stay on 71, but forgetting, for those of you who travel south frequently, that to stay on 71, I'm using air quotes, you actually kind of have to get off and exit. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I happened to check my phone to see what our estimated time of arrival was that I realized, oh, we're making an L now instead of a straight line. And we had stayed on 75. Yeah, it was good you of, caught that though, man. It was. We probably went like 30 miles out of our way. Yeah, we got to the show at the right time. Just at the right time. Like, it sucks that we had to drive longer and got to the venue with Swamp Ass. Mm-hmm. But it was cool that we got to the venue with like, we got to our seats and Tool started like 10 or 15 minutes yeah, later. Yeah, with two beers. Yeah, nice. Two beers. Two yeah. big beers. Yeah. And then... <laughs> this this is the my favorite not my favorite part of the show but uh-huh. I've always thought that Tool and this doesn't prove or disprove it but I've always felt that Tool was kind of like making fun of their fans. Oh. You know like yeah. they do things that and and say things that are like so crazy that I don't think I think they realize that people will believe anything uh-huh. they say and sometimes they do stuff that's like completely out of bounds yeah 
And, you know, they say that Danny Carey, like, used to, and I'm not going to get it all correct, but, like, he drums because he used to dance and, like, he saw that drums were, like, a form of dance. And, and Adam Jones is, like, when he plays guitar, he, like, sees visions of music notes and this, like, like kind of crazy mm-hmm. things, right? Very outlandish. And the fact, and people, I've heard people say, people that I used to be kind of friends with, like in college, this would come out of their mouth. They'd be like, you know, Tool, those guys just know something the rest of us don't. (laughs) And I'd be like, they're they're just four guys. They're just four guys. Dude. And by the way, they haven't been the same four. Yeah. So did that was that one of the requirements for the new mm. uh bass player that he had to be like I don't know, a magician? Mm. Or you know what I mean? What were you going to say? Nothing that okay. Danny Carey just wears a cutoff that said Titty and Beers when I saw him at Rock on the Range. Yeah, there you, you know, go. You know? Is that the kind of guy yeah. who's like having visions? Well, I don't know, maybe. But the point is that I always felt like they were funnier than Uh they let on. They act dead serious, but I think they're kind of funny. And when they ended this, the first, their set before the encore, just like this hologram of 12 o'clock comes up. At least that's what we think. We think it's 12 o'clock. And we're like, what? And then it starts counting down 1159. 1158 everybody's like looking at each other like what is this and then everybody just gets up to go piss <laughs> we're like oh it's a timer for a bathroom break. yeah <laughs> which is funny and just such an old people thing yeah like tool catering to just you know the 50 somethings who are there and us frankly because i appreciated it i knew exactly how long we had to go take a leak uh-huh. which is again just it, it, that is funny to me um i don't know if they thought it was funny but i they had to. Yeah. That they couldn't have just been like, well, a courteous thing to do would be to give them a timer on their um for their bathroom break. I loved it. It yeah. was great. So that's the tool story. Whew. Now, that brings me before we get into the main topic of the day, <clears throat> we haven't done a crazy question in a while. Oh boy. And this isn't that a Craig's crazy question, but I was thinking about this because of a different article I read like soon after we saw the tool show. Did you see the headline pop up that someone caught Maynard like reading lyrics off an iPad or something? I saw that. Yeah. I saw him at the show do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. At the one. Yeah. Cause I think they said they caught him at caught him air quotes again at the Louisville show. Yeah. Does that bother you? No, I think it was on one of the newer songs. It was. Yeah. They claimed it was on a newer song. Yeah. Their, sh- their stuff is so complicated. I know. Like how. Now, I will say this. That proves that they're just normal dudes. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) That proves they're normal dudes. I will say that both of those new songs seemed like they had hardly any lyrics at all. Yeah. But but are we sure they were lyrics, too? Maybe he had, like, musical cues Uh on an iPad, because I could definitely see that. Their music is so complicated. Sometimes you need to remember, like, okay, this happens five times, and then Mm -hmm. I sing this line or whatever. I mean, those songs were like... Both of we timed them and uh-huh. put them on our Instagram story. One was eleven fifty eight, and one was like twelve thirty. The songs are epically long. Yeah. So I don't blame him at all. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him at all. So that comes to brings me to my question, and I think it kind of like, uh, it probably like rules out one possibility. The most embarrassing situation if you're a band member, singer forgetting the lyrics. Drummer, 
falling off his drums, but the drums keep going, revealing that you're playing to a track. Oh, yeah. Uh, guitar player does a power slide and, say, like, sprains an ankle. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Jumps. Jumps off his amp, breaks an ankle. Bass player breaks a string. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bass player break no, a, break a no. string in a gig? Me neither. I don't. I don't know that it's even possible. But we're gonna throw that in there. So, what do you think would be the most embarrassing position to be embarrassing. in? Embarrassing. I think to the general audience, the guitar player, but to musicians, definitely the drummer. <laughs> I think so yeah. too. I think so too. Uh, totally agree. And uh, well, I I actually think like a drummer really playing, you know? Yeah. Well, and the reason I thought of that was because, and this is hearsay. This mm. is a story I heard from a kid in high school, but I heard, what's the what's the drummer's name from Def Leppard? Rick. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the guy who has one arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a story that he saw him live, and he fell over, and the drums kept going. Oh, really? And for those of you that don't know, I forget that. I wish I remembered the guy's name, but he lost his arm in a car accident, mm-hmm. and Def Leppard kept him on. And I will say this, it's believable that he is playing on records with one arm because the drums in Def Leppard songs absolutely suck. They suck. And everybody's like, oh, wow, how does he do it with one arm? Well, he plays half as well. That's, yeah. the, <laughs> that's, well, that's how he does it. The one thing I could think is like there might have been other samples going on just to kind of fill it out while he's just kind of keeping the root beat. Sure, that's you know true. What I mean? Yeah, he probably was playing at least a little. Um, but but dude, early Def Leppard's good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Like that high and dry album. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't love Def Leppard, but I, they're fine. They're just fine. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I think like hurting yourself is the more embarrassing yeah. one. Like Kirk Hammett slipping on his wah pedal. That you but should. at least he made fun of it, you know? Well, you have to. Yeah. At that point, yeah. if you fall down, you gotta, you gotta just deal with it. Mm-hmm. The, the thought of a bass player breaking a string is funny to me. I don't think the audience, the audience never notices the bass player doing anything. <laughs> so like, I almost didn't even bother asking, mm-hmm. but like the thought of a bass player breaking a string is funny to me because that, Guitar players break strings all the time. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't notice. But if a bass player did, it would probably be like, pop, like, pop, boom, like, yeah. it would make this obnoxious sound, which would be very out of place. And so that's kind of, that idea is kind of funny to me. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think at physically hurting yourself is the more embarrassing. I had to lean away to burp. So, Always got to do that, man. That question question wasn't that crazy, but I wanted to ask because yeah. of the Maynard situation. So, I think we. It's bo- like, oh, sorry. No, it's like I was watching, uh, and we talked about this. The Van Halen, yeah, with da- with David Lee Roth. They were yeah. like playing some show for some talk show. It wasn't Ellen? Like we were talking about. Oh my god! But David Lee Roth gets a bloody nose, like hits himself in the face or something. Does he keep going? He like holds up a napkin to his nose and like while they're like they're playing like Panama <laughs> Panama is like playing in the background or something like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That's good. It's like okay. the breakdown in it and he's like, Yeah, it's whatever. I That's broke. pretty funny. Yeah. That's good. All right. That wraps up our crazy question for the day. All right. We are driving towards the end. Although we've purposely slowed down with filler, epi- not filler episodes, but wanted to, wanted to break this up a little bit. So we have an episode with 
you know, Mike and Sam take a trip. We've got something else in the works for after this episode. And then we've, we've thrown in some episodes of just sophomore albums mm-hmm. that aren't really a part of, um, or actually I should say we've split them up. We started by counting down the top five best and worst sophomore albums of the nineties. And at first we were putting them together you know, the fifth best and fifth worst in the same episode. But as we go further, we want to talk more. And today, we've finally gotten all the way to the worst, the worst sophomore album of the 90s. So let's recap very quickly. The fifth worst sophomore album of the 90s, we said was Filter's uh, title of record. Mm -hmm. Hard to remember the name of that record for me. It slipped my mind. Hashtag Richard Patrick. Fourth worst was Lucy from Candlebox, which Mm -hmm. let's do a quick re-rank. Is Lucy worse than title of record? Yes. I agree. Third worst, we went with Freak Show from Silverchair. Is Freak Show worse than Lucy? I don't know. I don't think so either. I had a buddy from high school hit us up on Instagram, mm-hmm. tons of yun at tons of yun. And, uh, he was like, I love freak show, especially the song freak, which I like, I, I hated. Uh-huh. I don't like freak, <laughs> but, but what I, what I found re-listening to that is like some of it actually, like some of it rocks. The problem is that it's very derivative. And again, when we talk about these, we're usually talking about the, the success or the, the value, I guess we see in that album um, relative to the one that came before it. Like Candlebox's second album was not nearly as anticipated as Silverchair's second album. So on balance, it seems like Freak Show is the bigger disappointment. It's not actually worse. Lucy's definitely worse mm-hmm. than Freak Show, I think. Lucy's yeah. exceptionally bad. Mm-hmm. Um, second worst sophomore album, which we just talked about recently, um, I forget what it was. What did we say it was? Human Clay? Yes, Human yeah. Clay, not, not gourmet. gourmet. Bro. That's right. <laughs> How could I forget? Um, we just talked about it. Human Clay was not gourmet. No. Um, it isn't the worst thing I've ever heard, but if we were to re-rank, where would Human Clay be? Worse than Lucy? No. No, I don't think so either. Lucy is worse than the other four we've already mentioned. Is it worse than Title of Record? No. I don't think so either. Is it worse than Freak Show? No. I think I might like Freak Show better than Human Clay. Oh, we're talking about Human Clay now? Yeah. Okay. So I think if no, we were... No, no. I, um, Human Clay, bro. No, definitely Freak Show. Okay. Human Clay, yeah. yeah. So if we were to re-rank, it sounds like we'd say, of the four we've talked about already, Lucy's the worst. Yeah. Title of records probably second worst. Human Clay third worst. Yeah. Yeah, I agree Silver with that. Silver Chair yep. fourth Freak mm-hmm. Show fourth worst. So, you know, maybe maybe we've had little changes of heart here and there. But what we named when we started this the worst sophomore album of the 90s. I'm holding it up for the cameras. Oh. Sam just spilled a beer. Bro. What you were gonna say, look at something. What was I to look at? It kind of like bubbled weird. It did bubble weird. You know, I mean? you know what's great is for the podcast, the video they know. 
Yeah. But the reveal has yet to come for the people on the should, podcast. Should, You're trying to mop this up with That's a sheet weird, of notebook man. paper? It looks like a slug. It does. Wow. This is great radio. <laughs> Look at that beer puddle. It is incredible. Let's get a picture before we reveal. All right. The the is audience can be, still think about it. Of course, if they've seen the title of the episode, they already know. I better just come out with it. Dude, hit it. <laughs> the, the worst sophomore album of the 90s is Bush's Razor Blade Suitcase. <clears throat> Where to begin? You said, this is bad, right? This is bad. Razor Blade Suitcase is bad. You're <laughs> Sam's got to take a picture real quick. Grammin. Hashtag Grayman, hashtag Richard Sorry, Patrick, hashtag GetWit, hashtag HumanClayNotGourmet. What's this hashtag, bro? This hashtag, I haven't come up with one yet. Razorblade shitcase? Bush is the whoosh. <laughs> Both of those were <laughs> probably a misses to start with, but we'll come up with something great. We'll pre- It'll come up organically as we talk about this. So... Did you know this? Did you know any songs off this? No, no. I was surprised. I'm like, there has to be one hit off right, this. Right, right. None. Yeah, exactly. This is the least memorable. Uh, Lucy's pretty unmemorable. But I got this the day it came out. And I swear to God, I don't think I've ever listened to it the whole way through. Really? It's so bad that it's like, I, I remember kind of listening to, I don't know, five maybe six of them. But the second half of this album, I had, it was like it was brand new to me because it's so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to unpack. There's a, there really is. Um, I listened to this one more than I've revisited any of the albums we've gone over because I, I know it the least. One of the sort of like charming things for me about this is that you don't know these as well as I do. So like I yeah. get in, when we talk about these, I get this new perspective on what like fresh ears think about these. And like I felt like you probably feel like I'm listening to this, like not knowing any of it Mm. and it is trash. Just like I thought it was in 1996. Do you have anything to add to that? As I crack open the Mick ultra you gave me, dude, just like the names of the songs. Shit. (laughs) They're terrible. terrible. Dude. Like I think straight no chaser is probably, probably the best one in like saying it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> the the be- hmm ooh what's the worst you know what we'll talk about that as we go because yeah. I want to literally touch on all of these I don't I don't want to play as much as we usually do but I want to go through this like s- strip it down one by one so this album starts with a little track called Personal Holloway and we're gonna give you a little taste of it here listen carefully. That's enough of that. So you you basically heard the meat of that song. Like the intro is the same 
chord progression is the chorus. Yeah. Starts off with like a dog like snarling. What does that mean to you? Like, why do you think they did that? Why do they have that dog snarling? Dude, I don't know. Just some stupid thing to have at the beginning of the record? Yeah, or do think, you think they're trying to say like, this album has got and bite? Like, this is going to be, get ready. Strap yourself in, mother effer. I don't know. I think they're trying to rip off in utero. Why? Just like the noise. We're really getting into it here, but I definitely agree. Yeah, 1996 in utero came out in like 93 or 94. Yeah. This is this is a revelation that I had that I, I honest to God, I did not think this before. Um, and, and I think I might have even said on this podcast, like when we first talked about Bush last season, um, people labeled Bush when 16 Stone came out as a Nirvana ripoff, which is a very common thing for people with no brains to do. They just want to say, you sound like this. When yeah. Really, they don't. And I don't think 16 Stone sounds that much like Nevermind. But by comparison, if you take Nevermind followed by In Utero and then you look at 16 Stone followed by Razorblade Suitcase, the comparisons get a lot closer. Right. This album sounds like shit to me. Yeah. It is so much noise. And it's not it's not good noise like Pinkerton. We uh, talked about Weezer right, right. being like not experimental kind of. Yeah, edge. this this is just like noise for noise's sake, and I, that's not why I don't like it though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's what it is is Steve Albini. Did you see that he's the one who uh, recorded this? Is that the guy from In Utero? It is. Yeah, same guy. Yeah, and and when he when he uh, recorded In Utero. And I might get some of the details wrong, but what I heard was basically they recorded that in a closet and it was supposed to sound like a garage band. Mm. This sounds similar. It sounds like a garage band trying to do like a live album, but not live. You know, there's so much noise. There are hardly, ah, God, I don't want to blow our whole load before we get into the rest of the album. Sometimes you can't help it, bro. No, no, I'm going to hold back. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to pull out, pull out a little bit. And wait for later to talk about some of this. But basically, yeah, it's it's an Albini album. He, I read that Steve Albini worked hard. He said he worked harder on this album than any album he'd ever done. Wow. Wow. B- poor guy. Because what you made was something awful. <sighs> Personal Holloway is the first album, or I'm sorry, the first track on the album, totally forgettable. Yeah. Like there's nothing there's nothing neat about it. I mean so, they dude, I was reading the comments on YouTube. They're like, This is the best Bush album ever. You're kidding, right? No. No. That person is a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> they're just terrorizing music fans, like Well, how can anyone think that? How can anyone think that this is bet Okay. I'm not even gonna let's just move on, okay? Song number two, Greedy Fly, which is the second single off this. Before it starts going, general thoughts on this song. In utero. The drums, definitely.
I'm gonna bring it down a little bit. So I asked you what you thought about, it, and you were like, I kind of like this, this part is fine. Yeah. This part's kind of cool. It does sound like in utero, but it's allowed to sound like in utero. I hate that the first line is, "Do you feel the way you hate? Do you hate the way you feel?" That's such a stupid Gavin Rosdale line. Like, have some growth. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna slow down a sec so you can hear the pre-chorus and the chorus. say this yeah if a band can't like this came out today i'd probably probably would dig it that is one thing that we that's a litmus test for us is if you heard something if you heard this now what would you think and i don't hate that song i hated it actually back when it came out Mm -hmm. and i do i stopped it at the pause for a reason that becomes a theme in this album so many long stops Just for the sake of throwing them in there, I hate it. I hate how often they just bring the song to a screeching halt and then just kick back in again. It's uh, it's so lazy. I hate how lazy it is. But the riff and bass line and the the chorus like sort of rocks. It's okay. That song's not terrible. Mm -hmm. Okay. did you have anything else to say about that one? No. Okay, let's this next. was this was the next song. <laughs> th- this was the first single from this album. Feed me up loaded up loathing for a change and I slip some That song's called Swallowed. Like I said, that was the first single. Um, I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going to bring it up on Wikipedia here. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like the lead single is Swallowed, like I said. Uh, number one spot on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Charts for seven weeks. Their longest charting number one single. Swallowed? That, swallowed. Bigger than everything's in. Bigger than little things, bigger than come down, bigger than glycerine, bigger than machine head. If you're just looking at Billboard success, mm-hmm. right? What do you think of that song? So I was listening to it. I'm like, this is the stupidest song. And <laughs> and then and, and then I was like, you know, it's it says like they're using weird words for a reason. I guess yeah. to kind of make it different. Yeah. I mean. But what, what do you mean by different? Like instead Weird of words. saying swallow, they could say like, I don't know, 
get it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, I, I know I put you on the spot. That's not fair. No, but dude. The reason I yeah. pressed you on it is because there, there are a lot of like, <laughs> this is a bad example, but you know, the Brit- they're British. The British say chips. They don't say fries. He yeah. says they, he's, the chorus line goes heavy about everything, everyone but my love. Uh-huh. And heavy is not... They don't say heavy in the same way that right, we right. mean heavy. Yeah, you know? Heavy yeah. for us is like burdensome a lot uh-huh. of the time. And and he kind of he kind of means it that way, but he means like his mind is on her. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. So I thought maybe that's what you were getting at. But yeah, this song to me isn't like awful, but it brings back awful memories. Um, again, a lot of the time when we're talking about how bad these follow-ups are it's because they're a disappointment not because they're actually terrible right and 16 stone was so awesome like a top certainly a top 20 album of my life i think and this comes out and swallowed is the first single and you're watching the video on mtv and i remember i'm sure all of you can relate i hope i can describe it well but i know we've all had this feeling where we're so excited about something and then we see it and we know it's bad but you kind of tell yourself that Uh it's good you know it's like i was so disappointed by what swallowed was but i was like yeah it's good that's good (laughs) like i yeah all right you know but i knew i it was a lie it was a lie that Swallowed. Swallowed the lie, bro. Yeah, I did swallow that (laughs) lie. I think Swallowed is the least Bush song on here. Swallowed is is very poppy, Mm -hmm. you know. And in the same way, you could say I I don't. I think it's less of a Bush song than Glycerine is. Glycerine has its own like Bush esque feel. Yeah. And yeah, it's a ballad, but that doesn't make it not their sound. Mm -hmm. This is like the the little guitar lick that's playing over the chorus that's just like a double stop where it's like it's too melodic for Bush. One of my favorite things about 16 Stone is the guitar player who is just like a noise player. He's not a shredder, but he makes cool noises. Yeah. And they're musical noises though. And they he doesn't get to do any of that on this. Mm. This is the busiest he is on the whole album. And it's just to do that really melodic line, which any idiot can play. Mm. They totally took away what made him unique. And they put out something like this, which sucks. Or is it what made him Bush? <sighs> Did that even make sense, bro? I think I knew what it meant. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what you meant, but here's how I took that. Yeah. I took that as, is that like a very, because this was such a failure, was that like a Bush thing to do? Like, was that, was it inevitable? Because mm-hmm. he's, because of this album, like, did he, did it, did it like take away his creativity? Um, I have a feeling n- no, I kind of, I kind of think because all these songs are written by Gavin Rosdale, and I think probably Sixteen Stone was also, but it's not credited that way. I think the other band members had a lot more input, and then this became, as it often does with bands like this, the the singer becomes the band really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So anyway, swallow. Sw- we should start tallying. Get out your pen and paper, sir. My pen and, and paper. Track one. We need we need tracks on down running down the left, and we need two columns running down the right. Thumbs up and thumbs down. All right. What what do we need on the left? Track one. Okay, I'm gonna put T one. Yep. Then we need a column. Right here. Thumbs up and thumbs down. Okay. I give track one a thumbs down. Okay. What do you give track one? Try Big to... fat thumbs down. So we have agreed that song sucks. Greedy Fly is track two. You don't actually have to draw thumbs. <laughs> um, tra- track two, Greedy Fly. I... Relative to yes. the rest of this album, thumbs up. Right. You give it a thumbs up. Does that go in the thumbs up column? Yeah, thumbs up. We give that Am a I thumbs doing up. That's right. Yeah, you don't. Have, again, you don't have to draw, dude. But you're right. welcome to. We're, we're gonna take a picture of this when yeah. we're done. Track three, swallowed. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down for you, dude? Thumbs down. Yeah, bro. I have to give it a thumbs down too. Moving on. This is the one, you know, I know, I know it's hard to remember the names of these songs, but you were like, dude, do you kind of like Insect Kin? And I was like, no. So foreshadowing, I'm going to give this a thumbs down. But here. Oh, here, dude, I put it in the. T- damn it. What'd you do? You having trouble with this tallying thing? Yeah, dude. It's because you're drawing. I know. <laughs> okay. So. I got it. I got it. You work on that while I play Insect Kin for the people. This is how the song starts, by the way. This isn't like a build-up in the middle of it. say about that song that's totally in utero bro that is very in utero yeah um that song i hate i hate it yeah that looks good track three now that we've redrawn the thumbs up thumbs down that kind of thumbs down track three dude that's i think that's a side because i would go thumbs up for swallowed oh no yeah i had to remind you insect kin is track four and i totally have to go thumbs down we can do a side thumb or just like a middle finger. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck. <laughs> so my problem with Insect Kin is is mostly just like the vocals. Like there's, it is rampant on this album. There's no melodies. It's just like him yelling I know. and not in a cool way. 
He sounds like a wuss for one. I don't know. It just I just hate that. I would skip that song every time. Every time. I like it. <clears throat> You'd like genuinely like it? I <clears throat> am a fan of builds. Sure, so am I. Yeah. Well executed ones. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But does it go does it go back down and do the same thing again? I think uh, I think it might like do the bridge with it or something. Okay, we have to listen to it a little more. Sorry to subject you all to this, but I'm gonna skip to roughly the middle of this this crap goes on for four twenty five. I'm skipping to two twelve. What'd you say? Said it sound, initially, I said it sounded like a drunk Jimmy Page, but then I was like, no, Jimmy Page always plays drums. <laughs> so, he, therefore, he's, that's not Jimmy Page. And I know I just said like that Nigel Polesford is a great like noise guitar player, and I really enjoy that aspect of it, and I guess, I guess that's him playing leads. But that's not the kind of stuff I meant. Like, that's just garbage. I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that was the only hospital playing there's two guitar players. He plays guitar too. Oh. The singer. Oh, okay. Um, this is the end of the song. I kind of like that, like that octave thing. This part is okay. Doesn't save the rest of the songs, though. That song. So you're giving you gave that a thumbs up. I gave it a thumbs down. So it gets you'll see it on Instagram when we post it later. Will we give it a middle finger? Middle finger. Yeah. That's what you get. I don't know why. It just seems like. You know, makes sense. We're like, forget about it. You know, forget about it. All right, this one is the one. I don't know. This was a single too. This was like the third single, I think, and it's called "Cold Contagious." So here's a little bit of this. What do you think of this one? Does do you remember it? Insect can go into the song because that's what it kind of sounds like. I don't think it's like a clean transition. Transition. I don't know. I kind of like this one's better than the other ones. I think. Yeah, this is one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, this is the one that when it gets to the chorus is like, "You will get yours." You know that one? Oh yeah. Yep. This one's okay. Um, in fact, I'm going to skip a little. I know this sounds bad on the podcast, but I'm going to skip because it's a long, slow build. Yeah, I like 
so I saw these guys live after on the 16th Stone tour. Told this on the podcast before too. They were the headliner. Goo Goo Dolls opened for them, and some band no one had heard of called No Doubt opened for them. Oh, that's, so, that'd be a good show. Yeah, it was quite a lineup. Yeah. And you know, we get to um, we get to Bush. We're super stoked, and it, I believe they only played one new song from Razorblade Suitcase, and this was it was Cold Contagious. I'm positive they played Cold Contagious. I'm pretty sure it was the only new song they did. Yeah, and so. I was excited for this one. I already told you that in my mind, in my heart, I knew that Swallowed was garbage. Mm. And then super disappointed by you know, that. And then I think probably the first song I listened to when I got this was actually Cold Contagious. And it's just okay. We're getting to the quote-unquote good part here. It's not great. It's kind of boring. Yeah. There's no, like, climax. It's just like... No. There is. I know I complained about all the stops in this album, and there's plenty more where that came from. But there's one at the end of this that actually kind of works. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. Um, this song's thumbs down for me. It's not... Relative to the rest of the album, it's fine. But it's not good. It's yeah. just okay. Thumbs down. What do you give it? I give it a thumbs down, bro. Two thumbs down. Okay. That brings us to A Tendency to Start Fires, which I think is a pretty crappy name for a song. I'll say this. Promising intro. Like, I'm into this part. Yeah. In fact, I wanted to listen to Cold Contagious on the way here. How I prep for these shows is when I drive over here, I listen to these at full volume. And that's the only time I revisit them at full volume. I want to see if they rock, right? And so I, I listened to this thinking it was Cold Contagious. I thought Cold Contagious was track six. And I oh, turned yeah. this on. I was like, okay, I, I, I do like Cold Contagious. That's how little... Of an impression this is the album was left on me because I didn't realize it. Until it got to the chorus of this song. And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember this piece of shit. So let's wait till we get there and you'll hear what I'm talking about. This part, still good.
because of my ability. What a terrible, terrible vocal line. It's awful, I think. I think it's terrible. Do you hate it as much I as I do? I think a lot of the lyrics in this album are not the best. It's not just that the lyrics are bad. Like, that's a Bush thing. Oh, His yeah. lyrics are terrible when you just read them like a poem. Uh, but, like, that doesn't... Is he trying to pick lines that, like, don't, like, literally fit into this? Like, he has to spit them out to get... Best of my ability! Like, what mm. the hell is that? God, I hate it. Because that song has promise. The chorus sucks compared to the verse. Yeah. And not just like the music of the chorus sucks compared to the verse. Like tonally they're different. But also just the vocal line is god awful. I thought he sounded like Kurt Cobain a little bit there. Oh, that's an insult to Kurt Cobain. Well, I mean not like sound, but like he was trying to like do the melody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. But- yeah. I've, I've, you know, as we already said, how the comparisons can be made, even though I think usually that's lazy. I think it's apt here. Yeah. But like, he does seem like he's trying, or maybe Steve Albini's like trying to get him to Mm -hmm. be like, you know, emote like Kurt Cobain. It does not work. Kurt Cobain's whale is like, yeah. There's something like ballsier about it. And Gavin Rosdale, even though he's a more able, like, human specimen sings like a wuss Mm -hmm. you know um that song sucks okay this was also a late single it's i think the longest on the album this one's called mouth that was me singing like he's about to did i just hear a trombone or a trumpet Sorry, we got to go back. Did you hear that? Whatever that is, I don't know. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Well, hopefully that was fun for the listener. Let's get to the chorus. Mouth. <laughs> I went a little too far. Okay, you get the idea. There's not much good going on in this song. It is so slow. Dude, I was listening to this at work. I'm like, go somewhere. I know. This part is okay. That stop works okay. I actually kind of like that stop. Because at least there's vocals in it. But then what comes out of his mouth is, Like your mouth, mouth. Oh, man. That song sucks. It's. I think it's actually... I've been listening to this a lot. It's the one I sing the most to myself. Like, all your mental armor drags me down. Like, I don't hate that part, but everything else is awful. 
thumbs down. To the ground. To the ground for you? All right. Here here comes the one you mentioned already. Your favorite track, Dude. Straight No Chaser. Dude, seriously. <laughs> this is another slow one. I actually like this one. Do you really? Yeah. He, what's weird is that after Tendency to Start Fires and kind of after Mouth, this album slows down a lot. Like oh, it's really? It's more ballady. Like I said, I didn't remember any of this. This was all like brand new to me. And... I think I like it better than the beginning of the album. This song sucks, though, man. Dude, I just like the lyrics, bro. You mean because they're funny? Yeah. Yeah. Live your life straight, no chaser, or something like that. Like the violins at the end. You like it? Oh, we're going to listen to it. Yeah. God, people just stopped listening to the pod. Like... I'm talking to nobody now. They turned this off. They're like, it can't take it anymore. Click. Click. Man, this song sucks. The guitar sound is terrible. It's like a power chord. Yeah. You know, on. Yeah, and again, I think we kind of know what the sound they were going for is. It is pure, I guess. You, There is not a lot of, uh-huh. like, tweaking done, you know, in the mixing room. That's what his guitar sounds like. It's just not good. Um, I would also add, he didn't... If Gavin Rosdale, if I can say one thing for him, it's that they did not auto Because there is a lot of poor singers. They just left it all like it was. It's bad. But you said, I don't know if the audience could hear. Well, they couldn't because they turned this off now. But, yeah. Um... But if they were listening, they would have, I think, heard you say that you liked the violins at the end. I mean, in a way of, like, I like the title of the song. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Because, uh, to me, this sounds like maybe he was trying to do Glycerine again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's terrible. And the violin arrangement near the end, I get that maybe they were trying to make it sound dissonant on purpose, but it's we're going to let you listen to it. Whoa. I'm surprised my window just, like, didn't just shatter. <clears throat> the... It's not that the arrangement is that terrible. It's that the that combined with the guitar is so bad. Yeah. Like if you heard that at a live show in an elevator, people would be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. That oh man, <clears throat> thumbs down to the ground. Dude, is that a new hashtag? Yeah, we just did it. Thumbs down to the ground. Hashtag Richard Patrick. Hashtag Human Clay Not Gourmet. 
Hashtag thumbs down to the ground. Track nine is called History. The intro to this song belongs on Candlebox's Lucy. Putting it at that level, bro. <laughs> no, it just sounds like it. What do you think about this song? No. I mean, it's totally unmemorable. This song sucks. I don't like the drums. I don't like. Dude, that beat, what do you think about the drummer overall? There's some songs that are like cool, and there's some songs that are like, eh. really. I think most of it is really, really bad. Yeah. Like maybe the worst drummer we've heard. I think the guitar player is probably the most obviously the singer. But the guitar player that he always is that scratchy like uh-huh. the palm or the hand view yeah, on the, the neck. Yeah. yeah. Is that the correct word? That's what I call it. Yeah. I mean that's like almost in every Bush song. It is. Yeah. That doesn't disqualify him immediately for me because Tom Morello does the same oh, thing yeah. but he uses it like well. Yeah. You know it's he the instincts are bad. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the course of this stupid song. Whatever, that's enough. That's sucks too. Thumbs down. Do you give that song a thumbs up? Of course not. Hell no. Hell no. All right, we're almost to the end here, guys. We we're thumbs downing a lot. I think we've already determined this song is or this album is many thumbs down. This song is called, as Gavin says it, Synapse. This has a bit of a build. Gets started off very slowly, like a lot of these. You gotta have a good attention span, which I appreciate. I didn't realize how long this song took to get started. But it's getting good here in a second. You like those stops? I have a lot to say about those stops. What do you think about this song? They work. I think this is the best song on the album. Yeah. I do. Um, the stops are fine here. I think they waste an opportunity to make them excellent. You know, they do the exact same thing. There's Every chorus is like that. Like, in the second or the last chorus or whatever it is, Throw a drum fill in one or of like those a stops. double stop. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, th- put some flavor on uh-huh. it, man. Like, a lot of this... Well, I read that this album was all written by Gavin on the road for the 16 Stone uh, tour, and he wrote every song. It was done in six weeks or something, and it sounds like a record that was written in six weeks. A lot of these sound like they're not fully realized, um, <clears throat> incomplete. Like this song, Synapse, Synapse, however, is a great song. Like it's not fully realized. Like it's a bunch of good ideas that they just like yeah. threw down and wasted. You know that it does sound like another song that I've yet to put my finger on, but this song it's the best song on here. I think um, it still doesn't quite sound like Bush, but I'm okay with it. You know, um, I don't know. What do you think? I give it a thumbs up. Synapse gets a thumbs up. I mean, a lot of this album for me, there's no like. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Like that one part in the song that you're just like something you're playing on to, man. And you're right. This song doesn't have that either. Yeah. So I, I, th- just, I think it's middle finger burn. All right, middle finger. I just think it's a good chorus, and it's the one I want to listen to the most. So while you draw that middle finger, we'll go to song eleven called Communicator. We're really getting into the like nitty gritty of this. Were you expecting it to start slowly with a crappy, quiet guitar riff? Well, yes. you've got it, sir. In fact, I'm just going to talk over it while it plays a little bit. I've already said how these seem unrealized and not finished and totally not memorable or whatever. Um, it's just... There, there's other parts of this that are so so much is could have been done with this and that's why it baffles me that Steve Albini says he worked so hard on this but have you heard any backup vocals on this entire thing no not once and 16 stone is full of them oh really yeah it's a lot of, it's not another singer it's always like uh, Gavin doubled yeah. a lot of times it's him just screaming or whatever <laughs> but there's a lot of like you could call them harmonies or at least some sort of like second vocal track to like beef it up yeah and this doesn't have any of that there's no there's oh I want to hear this hold on one second kind of like that this is my favorite performance by Robin Goodridge the drummer lyrics are terrible will I know I've met my wife Will I know if I've met my wife? I think that's what he says. It's something about does he know if he's met his wife? I mean, I get I get maybe the idea he's saying there, but like this song sucks too. Best drum performance on the album in that it's nuanced. Terrible song. Right? Thumbs down? Thumbs down. Thumbs bro. down. What do you think about the drummer in uh sixteen is it sixteen or sixteenth stone? Sixteen. Okay. Same guy. Yeah, I mean, do you like his drums in the first album? It's better. Yeah. Yeah. He's pushing the beat a little bit more in that one. Like, Swallowed, I was... And uh, Swallowed here, he's really, like, hold, falling back on the beat so much. Yeah. It's not good. And he has, like, no swing. Yeah. That's why I like Communicator there. He did, because it's like... It's got at least a little bit of, like, looseness to it. Flavor, yeah. But most of this is really stiff. 
not good. So this song was released as a single later when they did their like remix album. It's called Bone Driven. Dude, it's like the same as the last one, bro. It sucks. Like, it's got more of a, a uh, string arrangement. I know I said earlier that Straight No Chaser was trying to be glycerine. This one's trying to be glycerine. Uh, yeah, thumbs down. Like, thumbs down. This song... <clears throat> this, this is the problem with what happened in the mid-90s with these bands. And I hate to say it, but Live did it. Um, Silverchair did it. Bush did it. Um, they, and a lot of it, I think, can be blamed for 16 Stone. There was the string arrangement that went with Glycerine. And I know other bands were doing it, but like that song was so mega famous. And it seemed like after that, it was like you had to put strings in a oh, song. Yeah. Like you had to put an orchestra in. And it's so tacked on sounding. It's bad. It's bad. What came first, um, Siamese Dream or Sixteen Stone? Siamese Dream. Yeah. Cause Disarm. Yeah. Disarm. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Allison Chains. I Stay Away. Yeah. Awesome. Like, but then ninety-five, ninety-six rolls around, and then you see it more like way. Yeah. And uh, throwing it in there when it doesn't really add any. In fact, I think it takes away. This song would be better without it but it's still bad dude that's interesting that metallica does that in 99 bro they kind of like just like hey this is working that's Uh another example of how they evolved bro yeah um where do they use strings on snm bro oh 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 yeah but that's different yeah like i mean that is better there's a lot of bands who play with orchestras like tenacious d dude yeah but they almost do that was almost like different arrangements because of it. oh yeah like this um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this song exists better without it. I, I you know, the S and M. I love that double CD. Some of the songs are different songs, mm-hmm. even though they're the same structure. They're the same. They're the guitar players are playing the same parts. James Hetfield singing the same lyrics. Like the songs are new. Um, so this is different. Finally, we're at the last song. It's called Distant Voices. Let's play it for like. I don't know. I'm going to start it somewhere in the middle. Let's test it, bro. Let's see how long you can go. From the very beginning? Or just from that here? From here? Let's see the very beginning. All right, here we go. Sit tight with us, folks. Oh, God. How long can you go? Listen, how shitty it starts. How long can you go? Do we have to do it at full volume? Full blast. Okay. Can we talk over it? No. You have to embrace it. Starting now. I 
I can't I can't go through another verse again. This song isn't the worst, yeah. but it's a thumbs down to the ground. Yeah, down on the ground, bro. Yeah. Um, it's boring. There's no payoff. That's like what I'm like just most disappointed about. Cause and there's no like, fuck yeah. Dude, and 16 Stone is all payoff. Yeah. Like the end of everything Zen is a payoff. End of Little Things is a payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got huge vocals, huge guitars. That That's part of the problem. And again, like, there's a little bit to be admired about this. How, like, raw it sounds for something that apparently they produced ad nauseum. But, like, we have trouble covering Bush songs because they're so big. Like... We tried, we do cover Come Down and it's fine, but we tried to do Machine Head and there's like so much going on that we can't do it justice. Yeah. And that's probably true of the other Bush songs too. And it's just like this album has none of that. It has none of the like balls that 16 Stone does. This is, oh God, this is awful. Listen to this. You mean to tell me that on YouTube you'll listen to this and people are like, best album, and they're listening yeah. to this podcast right now and they're like, come on, man, quit turning it down. I just want to rock out to this song. Yeah, dude. Those people are insane. Insane. He just said, also, I can't believe this. I know his lyrics are bad, but listen to this one. There you go. Let's one more time. One more time. Sooner or later, masturbate or lose. I mean, I'm not saying because he says masturbate that makes it like bad, but his lyrics don't mean anything. So Uh why do you have to put that in there? And how can he do it with a straight? This album sucks, man. It sucks. Thumbs down. All the way to the ground. I can't believe we went through all these. I mean, I'm glad we did because I want to do like, like, all those thumbs downs. This might be, this might have started something. I think it definitely did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we only gave one song two thumbs up. And that was Greedy Fly. One thumbs up, two middle fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Two middle fingers, that's, yeah. I mean, that's good for those two songs, but man. Okay. Now, I know we didn't go song by song through all these because that would have been too painful. But is this worse than a freak show, Silver Chair? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Is this worse than Human Clay? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Is this worse than... Filter's title of record. Yes. I agree. Is this worse than Lucy? No. That is a tough call. Um, I don't think so. Lucy is really bad. I'm not just saying this because this is supposed to be the episode where this is the worst. I think this is worse. Yeah. I think I'd rather 
I think I'm honestly, I think I'm more likely to listen to this again because there are a couple songs that I genuinely like and Lucy literally has one. Mm. But the ones that are bad on here are so, so bad. This, for the most part, this album is so boring. God, it sucks. I was reading, um, I was reading some like reviews, um, just Wikipedia and then on like Amazon people who bought it and stuff. But the, the, the one thing that I, one thing that I was baffled by was that the reviews were somewhat mixed. Like mm. some people are like, well, it's fine. Three stars, you know, I think those people are wrong. It's awful, obviously. But one guy wrote, um, that, yeah, it's okay. The problem is there are no hooks. And that is 100% true. There are right. no hooks. There's yeah. like no memorable. I think that's why I said I liked Synapse. Mm-hmm. I keep, I'm saying it like him now, but the 10th track, that little chorus thing is at least a hook. You know, I think that's why I like the chorus for Mouth, where he's like, all your mental armor. Like that's an interesting ish melody line that he puts together there. Those are like the hookiest things on here. But everything else is so boring and terrible. Don't you think? Yeah, but... I, Lucy's I, bad. I think I would still listen to this than Lucy. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, I can respect that. But it's definitely worthy of being in the top five worst list, for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, boy. Well... Thumbs down to the ground, bro. Thumbs down... All the way to the ground. Do you have anything else? No. I don't think I do either. This has been a pretty long ep. But How long, bro? We're at an hour and 20. Oh, yeah. But you know what? The worst sophomore album of all time needs a, an episode. You know, a, a right. full-fledged Full length. Dive. We're going to have a little surprise for you next week, I think. And then after that, we will reveal as if it... If you think hard, you'll be able to figure it out. But don't think hard. Just be really surprised to hear uh, two episodes from now, the best sophomore album of the 90s. And until then, we'll leave you with the theme song that we've decided is super jamming. We've got some hashtags. Oh, rate, review, subscribe, five stars only. Five stars only. Maybe that's a hashtag too. Yeah, five Five stars stars only. only. Uh, We also have hashtag get wet. Hashtag Richard Patrick in everything you do. If you do know other hashtags, hashtag Richard Patrick. Hashtag Human Clay Not Gourmet. Hashtag Thumbs Down to the Ground. Boom. See you next time. Hashtag Get Wet Again. Get Wet.
Right. They'll know something that people don't. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Gotta get the album in there, too. Oh, yeah. 